Blog Talk Radio. It's football time. What's up, football fans out there? Welcome to another edition of Cover 2 with McMillan and Purdue. I'm one of the hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm here at the round table with my partner. We got Fred Purdue in the building. What up, Fred? What's going on, man? Long time no talk. No doubt. We just wanted to come, you know, hit the people up, talk about what's going on on the news cycle. Make sure you guys didn't forget about us. You know, we got to do something here and there throughout the off season. Just to let you guys know that we are still here. Of course, our consistent uh, week week to week episodes will be back um, in the fall when football season begins. But for now, man, we got some things on the burn and um, something that just came in a little bit before we jumped on the air. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to start the show off with a little bit of breaking news, and that breaking news is coming. Out of Arizona, the people who just, you know, <laughs> drafted number one in the NFL draft. We got some breaking news. Out of Arizona, uh, all-pro cornerback Patrick Peterson gets a six-game suspension uh, for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing drug policy. Um, the details of what he did and when he did it, of course, remain confidential as per the NFL's PED policy. Uh, but the eight-time Pro Bowler is, you know, he, he dropped his appeal and the suspension is to, I mean, it's expected to officially be handed down some point next week. Um, what's your thoughts on this? Well, if any player ever needed the biggest bailout they've ever wanted, well, this is the one you want. Maybe not the way you want it, but it's still nonetheless the the bailout you wanted. Patrick Peterson not happy in Arizona after – a uh, very successful career. I, I almost say borderline Hall of Fame career. Quietly, I mean, really, a really good career together. And I was very angry at upper management saying that he was pissed off at some comments and he was, I mean, he wanted out. He really wanted out. So now he's suspended for six games. And, yeah, you're getting those game checks taken away. But, I mean, this dude's made a lot of money at this point. So, as long as he's done what he's supposed to do on that end, he's fine. And maybe this is their excuse to say, Pat, you're 28, probably going to be 29, come, see, come time for the season to start. And uh, you're a little bit extensive for us. We're going in a different direction, and both sides can mutually agree to move on. Right. Um, yeah, it's interesting because, of course, after the fact, um, <clears throat> I believe he tweeted something. I have the quote right here. It, say, it says, it's unbelievable, man. It's weed. It's legal in most states. I just wanted to talk and chill with my homies. Hashtag Patrick Peterson. Now, that's weird on a few levels because, okay, you know, even if you were smoking weed just because it's legal in some states, um doesn't mean that you're supposed to forget that it's not legal profession. Um, and secondly, you know, 
from this being under the performance enhancing drug policy, like is marijuana a performance enhancing drug? <laughs> <laughs> For some players, it might be. I mean, players have really just have decided to go the, the the marijuana way versus taking pain pills and things like that. So, and, it, and for those players that find that that helps them, fine. Not every player right. can handle that, Josh Gordon, um, Johnny Manziel. Not everybody can handle that. But it, like you said, it's maybe it may be legal in certain states, but it is not legal for the league. And you must adhere to the league, or the league will say you have suspended, sir. And you know we're here. Yeah, I kind of wonder because it's the NFL's policy for everything to remain confidential. I wonder if he's just trying to throw that out there to make people, you know, believe that he didn't take anything of the, you know, the, the I'm not going to say original, but, you know, the usual PED variety. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. trying to get an edge. He was just trying to smoke with right. his homies. I don't know who knows, but Pat Peterson is going to be serving that six game suspension. Um, Fred brought up some interesting points. We're wondering if at the end of that six-game suspension, he's still going to be done in the white and red. We shall see. We'll see how this plays out. But the biggest news... Interesting question before we move on. Maybe, just maybe, is this a good way of him getting out of it, or is this Arizona getting out of it, getting out in front of it, too? Because, you know, if you don't want it, I mean, these kind of, most guys don't, they try to fight it. He didn't even try yeah. to fight it. He's just like, I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. Right. I mean, because maybe they said you know, something to him like said. Maybe they're like, all right, we're going to give you what you want, Pat. Let's just keep quiet about this thing. <laughs> we're just going to give you what you want. But um, the biggest news of the week, man, is coming from New York. Uh, not the Giants, uh-huh. but in Jet, man. I, head scratcher, in my opinion. The Jets yesterday um, fired general manager Mike McCagnan, and and they actually got rid of the president of uh, player personnel as well. The weird part about this is we just had the NFL draft, so if you were going to fire the GM, wouldn't it serve you better to do it prior to him making the decisions that will affect the franchise for the next five to ten years? Um, it's weird because I, you know, I hear that there's a kind of a power struggle between uh, McCagnan and Adam Gase, who McCagnan was instrumental in hiring as the Jets head coach. Uh, Adam Gase, Adam Gase allegedly did not like the money that was spent um, on some of the top free agents this year, namely uh, Sam Bell and, of course, uh, Mosley. Uh, the four-year, $52.5 million they gave Bell and the $85 million for five years that they gave Mosley, Adam Gase supposedly wasn't really on board with that. So after some review of the relationship between the two, the owner, um, Christopher Johnson, he chooses the coach. <laughs> Your thoughts, Fred? Adam Gase, why well, weren't you this smart in Miami? Because this is a smart thing you're saying. You don't want to pay a, a running back who has a ton of mileage on him. You don't want to pay him $54 million. Good job. You're, you're, you're checking off the boxes of being a very good head coach so far and a guy that may have a chance of being somebody as far as having that dual role uh, of being a head coach in the GM. Then you say, 
I don't like the fact that we paid a middle linebacker as good as he may be. You don't want to pay a linebacker big money either because you can get those guys a dime a dozen. Good move again. Very good move. You're learning, so you're learning, young grasshopper. You're learning. Good job. But my question to you, Fred, is this. While, you know, those may be great concerns of his, he obviously at the point wasn't in the position to make the decisions. Now that the decisions have been made, like how does that look in his locker room now that this stuff is coming out? You know, now that the GM got fired and we're starting to think think the reason why is because he and Gase didn't get along. They didn't see eye to eye. And it's public information now that he didn't want to pay these guys that. Like, you still have to coach these two guys and all of their contemporaries who, you know, are wondering how you feel about their contract at the particular moment. So while I agree with you, great thinking, but I'm just wondering how it's going to play out because it came out after the fact. The decisions were made. He couldn't do anything about it. But now his players are knowing, like, oh, you didn't even want me here. And, you know, that's how sensitive yeah. people are, and they're going to take it that way. It's because it doesn't mean they didn't want, he didn't want you there. It means he didn't want to give you the money, you know, as much money. Yeah, as there's a big so difference. How that. do you think it'll there's play in the locker room? Uh, I don't think it'll – I think at the end of the day it's, it will come back down to football. I think this is an issue, a big – it's a blow-up of nothing, really, because quite honestly, once, you got, once those guys get on the field and guys are getting coached, I think they'll say, what's the more important, you know, and right now is winning or some news story that even Le'Veon Bell said, this is false. Um, I think uh, I think coaches and GMs go back and forth. Coaches want to coach and GMs want to do the numbers and they want to be able to play. They like to play owner a little bit. And I think that's one of the things that really gets really murky. And if they don't have that good relationship, and even if you do, you're hamstringing your coach later. And I get what Adam Gates is saying. So, you know, who are you going to take? The GM who hasn't put a – who, yeah, he drafted a good quarterback. But outside of that, what have you really gotten out of this guy? I mean, Leonard Williams hasn't really been spectacular. I mean, you don't have a really great corner. You don't really have a great receiver. But you go out and get expensive pieces that places – you get luxury pieces for teams that – for a team like your Eagles or my Patriots, Le'Veon and C.J. Mosley are great pieces because those are championship-level teams. But for this team, they're rebuilding. They have no business going out and getting those guys. And Adam Gates is understanding that because of what the Miami Dolphins did paying uh, Indomitian Sue and other guys. So he knows what it's like to be in a dysfunctional organization. He wants to clean that up. Can't be mad. Right, it's kind of like – it's kind of like dudes are hustling backwards. Like you're getting these big yeah, name exactly. skill position guys when you haven't even made sure that, you know, all your grunts up front rate. Um, shoot, we don't know coming into a second year, which quarterback is going to look like, but we're getting these guys with these short lifespan, these positions with these short lifespans. Um, uh-huh. And like you said, it could, it could end up being a waste of time. And uh, hopefully for Jets fans, it's not, but we shall see. We I love the move, personally. See. I love it from from my from, <laughs> from the defending champions perspective. I love the move. Hamstring that team until do. we you know, get 
get those get the get the legends out of there. Then once those guys are gone, then you can you guys can be smart because at that point when you're in rebuilding mode, you don't care. You're just like everybody else. Yeah, of, of course you love it. It's just like me, you know, when the draft just went past. <laughs> I love to see two teams in my division fighting over which quarterback, rookie quarterback, they should have picked. Yeah, fight over those rookies <laughs> while we bash you guys in the head <laughs> while they you know try to develop. So yeah, fight over those guys. But um. Yeah, so uh, some big news in football, uh, period, college football. Uh, there's some some buzz. The conversation has come back up about the NCAA paying players. What you got on that? Yeah, yeah. This one's been interesting because we've always said players should be paid because they what they bring to the game is way more than what they, you could ever put a dollar amount on as far as even – like how the NFL players are paid as independent contractors. So while it won't be full all out pay for play, there is some form of compensation being considered. So the NCAA and a group of presidents, athletic directors, and even current players will form a committee and they'll be talking, initially be talking about ways that they can get players name and likeness and compensate them for that. For example, uh, Todd Gurley, years ago when he was at Georgia, he made about $3,000 off of autographs, and he was suspended right. by four games for it. And, but that's his, that's his autograph. That's the same signature he's been signing for his whole life, and all of a sudden it's no longer his once he's put pen to paper on a letter of, a letter of intent. So because players cannot profit off of their name and likeness, other examples are AJ Green selling off of selling off his bowl game jersey, or Leonard Fournette, who actually owns a T-shirt company. And while he was at LSU, he couldn't actually profit from it, so he had to put the business in his parents' name until he was done with school, and then he could reap the benefits. And it's it's not fair because at the end of the day, college a normal me if I was a college kid and I decided I don't want to I want to create a business while I'm going to school and I, it blows up, I can't, I can go collect as much money as I want to, but for an athlete, right. they can't because the NCAA is so backwards. They, they, they can't even figure out what targeting is much less how to compensate a player. Mm-hmm. But now you're, you're looking at, you know, if you do autographs, um, they can compensate them. If they're in a video game, which is big for me as a, I'm a gamer so the old NCAA video games, whether it was basketball or football, those for all of those folks out there that played those games, that was the major one that raised my 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 red alert. So I was like, hmm, because when you look at companies like EA Sports or whoever makes video games, video game football, those companies wanted to pay these players, which they make about seventy five hundred every 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 year. So it's not a ton of money, but it's more than ever, than you get, you're Something. getting as a you're, it's more than zero, or at least as much as we can report zero. Um, right. Shout out to the bag. Shout out to the bag man who who drops off the bag at these major schools. But nonetheless, I'm not getting into that. But uh, you know, it's one of those <laughs> hundred, things. Hundred dollar handshakes. <laughs> oh no! Try try like ten thousand dollar handshakes. You, you, you love all of these guys. Yeah, you just got to shake his hand all throughout the party though, because you can't put ten stacks. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! In his oh, hand yeah. all at one oh, time. Yeah. So but, you got to keep shaking his hand. Like yo, why he keep giving him that? Ex- <laughs> exactly. Ex- 
exactly. But speaking of that, how does that because now that opens up a slippery slope because what happens if I'm Phil Knight and I say number one recruit in the country who's six five, <laughs> two eighty, who may be Jadavian Clowney or Von Miller, Miles Garrett, whoever, what if I say come to Oregon and instead of dropping the bag off with some secret guy just meeting you in a parking lot and dropping off a bag or dropping off a car or giving your parents a house, I can just say, hey, I'm going to offer you a, I'm going to offer you $50,000 for your for your uh your for your signature on a helmet of mine. Right. That's all. And that's right. going to be the slippery slope. Are you going to allow unlimited earning potential because See, this, the top guy right, on that, your, that's that's always been the problem though because exactly. You know, this is this has always been a complaint but but a solutionless problem and every solution that you know people would come up with it would always open up Pandora's box. It would always turn exactly. into a slippery slope because, you know, the solutions, well, the, the, the solutions that were put forth were always easy to exploit. Just like you said. Now, you know, I've always been on the other side of this English player argument. And, you know, there's been, there's several reasons. But the main reason was because, Everyone would complain, but nobody had a good idea of how to do it because you, because either way you're open up, you know, you're, you're opening up Pandora's box, like I just said. So, but what I have always been in favor of, and you know this well, more than most players getting paid for their likeness. Like, I'm like, you know, because everybody doesn't demand that type of attention. No, everybody couldn't even command money for their likeness. Um, so I, so I always wondered, like, how are we thinking about paying everybody? And it's like, and the on the football team, the, the seven dude on the bench, like nobody really cares about that dude. And then basketball, you know, the guys down the bench, the three dudes that didn't get a scholarship, the walk on dudes that you never heard of, like nobody's, you know, they probably didn't even make the roster on the video game. They probably don't have a jersey in the school store. <clears throat> but the guys who did, I always felt like, look, if you're walking out of the arena or the stadium on any given day and there's a thousand people walking by with your number on and they just didn't put the last name on it because they're trying to jerk you out of your, you know, right to exactly. capitalize we off know who your, your likeness. Right, right. Like if, he, if you see a thousand people walking by in your number, it's very understandable how anyone in that position can feel some type of way. Like, yo, these dudes are making millions off of me and I can't get a taste of the, of, of the pie. I've ne- so I've always been in favor of anything that has anything to do with a player's likeness. They should be compensated for that somehow. Now, just paying for play, even though this is a billion-dollar industry, paying for play is just so difficult to find a solution that would make everyone happy because the question always comes up, who gets paid? Like, okay, if you're paying these guys, does the women's volleyball team get paid? You know, because some of these sports are only alive because of the money that the football program, the basketball basketball program are are making. And only football. Only football. Right, right. Some schools only football, you know, and then other schools only now, basketball. So it's like, exactly. you know, how do, how do you do that? Because do these other people even deserve to get paid? Because when you talk about the revenue that they generate, 
you can't just throw everybody in that mix because every sport doesn't generate revenue. So it's so it's exactly. definitely slow. Now, slow. there was a very interesting study done, and this, this was a few years back, but back in 2013, uh, Drexel University did a study where uh, it stated that the fair market value for the average college football player, so you this your middle-of-the-road player who may turn out to be maybe a fourth, fifth, sixth-round pick in, the, in their respective draft. They may not ever make a team. They just happen to be maybe a, a dude. They're just a dude. And the average football player was worth $137,000. And the average basketball player, crazy enough, in college basketball is worth $300,000. Now, you do the math here, you know, 300,000 times 13 players on a roster, that's 3.9 million for you math wizards out there. So, you know, it can be and that's only a small piece of the pie when you think of Coach Hay has a shoe deal. Nick Saban has a shoe deal. You know, schools like Oregon where their coaches are paid Three million. Their coaches are paid that on top of incentives, on top of other deals, books, and all these other things, and the money that the school will make. Those are pennies, but at least if you say hand that guy thirteen, uh, hand that hand that player three hundred thousand, that could set him up for a long time, even if because he may not make it into the NFL or the NBA. Right, right. And, I, and, you know, I've always even been, like, if you could find a solution for paying players, you know, I've always um, been for the idea of maybe putting it in, like, a trust. And, I, and I'm not holding exactly. people to having to graduate to get that trust. Just, when, you know, whenever you leave the university, like, you, you get the money that you've accrued throughout your time at the university. Because I still think putting – any type of money above what they're used to in the hands of, you know, teenagers basically that they have a responsibility to the university, that that could also be a slippery slope because then, you know, more money leads to more irresponsibility. That's not what Biggie said. He said more money, more problems, but that's almost the same, same type of thing. But in this case, more money, more irresponsibility. Got these dudes pockets fat. I don't know. But if you could find any way, even if it's later on, to give these dudes what they deserve, then I'm all for that. If we can, oh, we're good, good idea. But we got to get up out of here. You got any final thoughts, Fred, before we do? Man, this is, I'm ready to get some of this good content we have out. I know it's the off season, and I know we don't really come on here as much, you know, every other week, maybe every two weeks. Uh, but I got a couple projects on the way, and we might have to flesh them out on here. Uh, we're going into the summer, so I got a little bit of little bit of time on my hands, you know. Now that you know that whole school thing's out the way, you know. Yes, sir. Congrats to the graduate. <laughs> Congrats. All right, so um, yeah, you know, listen out for us. I mean, you, you know, just just stay on the hub. WarRoomSports.com. The uh, podcast network is back up, so you no longer have to listen, you know, and scan our shows, uh, scan for our shows on YouTube because we're back up on the network. Just go to warroomsports.com. You can click the podcast network tab on the top of the page, or you can go to the very middle of the page where you'll see a listing of the last five podcasts uh, to be recorded. 
you can click on uh, on that in the middle, and you can just scroll for uh, cover two if you need to do that. There, there's several ways to find everything, so you know, just take a couple of seconds because it'll only take you a couple of seconds, and you can listen to everything we're doing. Um, but yeah. We'll be back at you. Fred has a lot of content that he wants us to get out. So, you know, he's our creative director here at Cover 2. So once we get everything sorted out, then we'll be right back on the air for you guys. But uh, while you're waiting for us, you know what we like to tell you. Don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. And we'll see you chumps on top. Peace. Cover 2. Going up to War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.